Welcome to Coffee and Confessions. I'm Matt Robertson, and I'm sharing people's coffee confessions. Someone from the Bickering Baptist podcast had, him, Ethiopia Guki Hambella from Hoboken Coffee. Now, if I've learned anything, it's that if you know how to pronounce the name of your coffee, you're not doing it right. Thanks, Bickering Baptist podcast, for submitting your coffee confession. Today, we'll be continuing the Westminster Confession of Faith. Let's get right into it. Chapter 22 of Lawful Oaths and Vows Paragraph 1 A lawful oath is a part of religious worship, wherein, upon just occasion, the person swearing solemnly calleth God to witness what he asserteth or promiseth, and to judge him according to the truth or falsehood of what he sweareth. Paragraph 2 The name of God only is that by which men ought to swear, and therein it is to be used with all holy fear and reverence. Therefore, to swear vainly or rashly by that glorious and dreadful name, or to swear at all by any other thing, is sinful and to be abhorred. Yet, as in matters of weight and moment, an oath is warranted by the word of God under the New Testament, as well as under the Old. So a lawful oath, being imposed by lawful authority, in such matters ought to be taken. Paragraph 3. Whosoever taketh an oath ought... uh, Paragraph 3. Whosoever taketh an oath ought duly to consider the weightiness of so solemn an act, and therein to avouch nothing but what he is fully persuaded is the truth. Neither may any man bind himself by oath to anything but what is good and just, and what he believeth so to be, and what he is able and resolved to perform. Yet it is a sin to refuse an oath, touching anything that is good and just, being imposed by lawful authority. Paragraph 4. An oath is to be taken in the plain and common sense of the words, without equivocation or mental reservation. It cannot oblige to sin, but in anything not sinful, being taken, it binds to performance, although to a man's own hurt, nor is it to be violated, although made to heretics or infidels. Paragraph 5. A vow is of the like nature with a promissory oath, and ought to be made with the like religious care and to be performed with the like faithfulness. Paragraph 6. It is not to be made to any creature, but to God alone. And, that it may be accepted, it is to be made voluntarily, out of faith and conscience of duty, in way of thankfulness for mercy received, or for the obtaining of what we want, whereby we more strictly bind ourselves to necessary duties, or to other things, so far and so long as they may fitly conduce thereunto. Paragraph 7. No man may vow to do anything forbidden in the word of God, or what would hinder any duty therein commanded, or which is not in his own power, and for the performance whereof he hath no promise or ability from God, in which respects popish monastical vows of perpetual single life, professed poverty, and regular obedience are so far from being degrees of higher perfection that they are superstitious and sinful snares in which no Christian may entangle himself. Chapter 23 of the Civil Magistrate Paragraph 1 God, the Supreme Lord and King of all the world, hath ordained civil magistrates to be under him, over the people, for his own glory and the public good, and, to this end, hath armed them with the power of the sword, for the defense and encouragement of them that are good, 
and for the punishment of evildoers. Paragraph 2. It is lawful for Christians to accept and execute the office of a magistrate, when called thereunto, in the managing whereof, as they ought especially to maintain piety, justice, and peace, according to the wholesome laws of each commonwealth. So, for that end, they may lawfully, now under the New Testament, wage war upon just and necessary occasions. Paragraph 3. The civil magistrate may not assume to himself the administration of the word and sacraments, or the power of the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Yet he hath authority, and it is his duty to take order, that unity and peace be preserved in the church, that the truth of God be kept pure and entire, that all blasphemies and heresies be suppressed, all corruptions and abuses in worship and discipline prevented or reformed, and all the ordinances of God duly settled, administered, and observed, for the better effecting whereof he hath power to call synods, to be present at them, and to provide that whatsoever is transacted in them be according to the mind of God. Paragraph 4. It is the duty of people to pray for their magistrates, to honor their persons, to pay them tribute and other dues, to obey their lawful commands, and to be subject to their authority for conscience' sake. Infidelity, or difference in religion, doth not make void the magistrate's just and legal authority, nor free the people from their due obedience to him, from which ecclesiastical persons are not exempted, much less hath the Pope any power or jurisdiction over them in their dominions, or over any of their people, and least of all to deprive them of their dominions or lives, if he shall judge them to be heretics, or upon any other pretense whatsoever. Thank you for listening to Coffee and Confessions. I hope this reading of the Westminster Confession of Faith was edifying for you. If it was, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. I always welcome questions, comments, and criticisms, and you can reach me on Twitter at Audio Confession. Have a great day, brothers and sisters, and join me next time as we go through the great confessions of the faith.